Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Maher. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to another Bad Bat Breakdown. Episode 15, Return to Camino. This is the beginning of the end of season one. And in short, this is a fantastic episode. Let's dive into some of the highlights. The, you know, Crosshair has captured Hunter. And of course, Omega is very, very worried about that. So, Crosshair and Hunter return to Camino. And by the way, we get to hear that great Camino score from the Tech of the Clones, which is just fantastic. Yeah, and Ramford's there, of course. You know, it's interesting that one of these stormtroopers says, to Ramford, you know, Crosshair's, she's like, she doesn't trust any of them. Saying, you know, Crosshair's with his old squad might betray us. And Ramford says that, you know, if Crosshair's plan fails, none of them will be a problem anymore. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't really care. Ramford doesn't care if Crosshair gets killed. Crosshair's plan, of course, is to lure the Bad Batch to Camino because he knows that they won't leave a man behind. Or, and more on that later. This will get very interesting. Now, Omega guides our heroes on Camino and finds this secret entrance to uh, another lab a ways away from Topoka City. And a uh, very clever bit of we have to fly right over the water. And then a landing platform raises up. So Omega takes our heroes to this interesting underwater facility, which is um, Nalase's private research laboratory. You know, there's this, um, we have seen throughout this series a divide between Clone Force 99 and the regs, as they call them, you know, regular troops. Now, Hunter notices that all the regs are gone. All the clone troopers seem to be gone. And there are no Kaminoans there either. And he realizes that the facility is being decommissioned. And, you know, the Crosshair doesn't care if the Empire gets rid of the other clones. Or at least she says they're not getting rid of the ones that matter. So, kind of looking down on the other clones. Anyhow, the Bad Batch gets into 
this underwater laboratory at Omega says that this is where she was created. Now, it's interesting what she says about the Bad Batch that their mutations were enhanced in this room. Uh, I think what this means is that the Bad Batch you know, was born with their mutations or birthed with it, whatever you say about clones. And that they were taken to this other lab. And those mutations were genetically modified to be advantageous to the clones. And Omega, I guess, after she was created in the lab, was present during the creation of the clone or as she says, experimental unit 99. Now, whether Omega means that she was growing at the same time as they were, or that she witnessed Clone Force 99 being modified, my guess is, and this is just a guess, based on how she acts toward them that batch in the first episode, or she immediately has a connection to them. Now, if I understand it correctly, and maybe I'm wrong, Omega is not age-enhanced. I don't think her, she has age acceleration. I, I, I can't remember if that was ever confirmed or not, so correct me if I'm wrong. So I think Omega is an unaltered clone well, I mean, obviously she has some alterations, being female, being blonde. But that she is, I think, like Boba Fett, was born without enhanced aging. So my belief is that the Bad Batch is actually younger than her, and that she was already hatched, as it were, and observe the creation of Clone Force 99. And that would be my guess. You know, and then of course they're going along, they meet AZ3, AZ13, one of the droids. Um, very interesting design that I really like. I like that he can sort of twirl around his body. And that's really neat. And that, um, you know, the droid says that he saw the soldiers were deactivating the droids and they were forcing some of the Kaminoan medical personnel. He says key Kaminoan medical personnel onto transports. And then he says that they killed anyone who resisted. You know, and they're wondering where the other clones are. And that AZ-13 says that they've been transported off-world, except for Crosshair. You know, they, the Bad Batch realized that Crosshair is there. The droid advises them to leave, but Omega does not want to abandon Hunter. Omega has this sense. And, and they all do, of we don't leave anybody behind. 
which, as I said, will lead to some interesting discussion in a few moments. So let us take a break to hear about our sponsor, to hear about Anchor, and when we come back, we will finish discussing this episode. See you in a moment. Okay, we're back. Now, the hunter tries to get through the crosshair. And crosshair is like, you just don't see the bigger picture. And the hunter says to crosshair, they're just controlling you using your inhibitor check. Just then the alarms go off as the that that is been sighted. That that traveled through the platform. And they they are tracking Hunter's Conlang. Which is probably unwise because you know they, they gotta figure that somebody has stolen that conlink. Or taken it from Hunter. They end up in the hall right below the training room. And they decide that they are going to use the lift to elevate themselves into the training room because that's where they're getting the signal from Hunter's Conlink. Now, what they do is they tell Omega to stay in the room below. And they say, if something goes wrong, contact Rex. Wrecker, Echo, and Tech get on the lift and go off. But then they find themselves surrounded by droids. If you're not droids, Crosshair and his elite squad troopers. Crosshair guessed that they would come there. You know, what's interesting is one of the questions that he asks, the crosser asks is, where is Omega? Now, whether he wants her for something or if he just wants to get rid of her, we're not sure, but he ordered his troops to find her. AZ keeps telling Omega to leave, but yet again, she will not leave. She will not give up on Hunter. So what they do, Omega has an idea. So they activate the training droids, which then causes the you know what's funny is is Hunter says to Crosshair, "Did you come here to kill us, or, or did you lure us?" Kill us and Crosshair says he has no intention of killing Steph. I think that's interesting. You know, and Hunter says we're loyal to each other. But then here's the big one. We were talking about loyalty and not leaving a man behind. Crosshair says, You weren't loyal to me. Yeah. That, that's a biggie right there. 
Because it's like you left me. You abandoned me. You didn't come back to me. You weren't loyal to me. That's big, because I think Crosshair is right to a degree. And Crosshair says, I'm offering you a chance. You know, so, so they find Omega. And Crosshair's orders are, you know, send her on a shuttle off world. So what he wants her for? I don't know why he mentioned her earlier. Maybe he points her out because he knows that the bad batch would never leave her behind. Yeah, Crosshair is like poking at our at our heroes and the fact that they left him but didn't leave others. You know, it's funny that Crosshair actually says it's for her own good to get her off this planet. You know, and he tells Hunter, let her go. You know, we're superior to the regs. And the Empire can't protect the galaxy without strike. Yeah, as they say, Crosshair has drunk the Kool-Aid. He's accepted Imperial propaganda. And he seems to be pleading in his own way. Like, Hunter, I want to be with you guys again. You know, it's funny. The so Crosshair orders his troops to stand down as against a show of, of trust. But the elite troopers reject his order. So he kills them all. Oddly enough. You know, and then of course the training droids activate. And Crosshair actually steps in to help our heroes. And you know, Omega's idea to use the droids to stop the elite troops actually coming backfires in a way. And uh, you know, so the, the Crosshair joins the Bad Dash in fighting the drugs. However, ESO2, which is the, the female trooper that has been appearing quite often in this episode, says, says to Rampart that Crosshair lost control of the situation. And then ESO2 escapes uh, on a vendor class Star Destroyer. And Ranthorpe, you know, says all remaining forces pull out. Bad Batch will die together. So Ranthorpe informs Governor Tarkin that all the essential personnel have been evacuated. And Tarkin asks about the chief scientist. I believe they're talking about Malise. Ranthard says, and this is a biggie also, the cloning technology is now under imperial control. 
So the cloning is done as far as the controversy. That the cloning is not done to the end player, which I believe will lead to Palpatine. Um, and then Tarkin orders the Star Destroyer to fire on the city. And they fire on Chitoka City. And we get some really like elegiac shots of the rooms in the communal training facility. We as an audience are to understand this is the end of an era. The Clone Wars era that we have dealt with for so many years and have covered in so many ways is now ending. It's it's sad in a way. And the clones defeat the droids. But like the throne room scene in The Last Jedi, where you think Ray and Ben are now allies, you think with Crosshair shooting down the droids, that Crosshair is now an ally of the bad guys. But when the, when the fighting is done, Crosshair does not join them. But still, you know, is being threatening. And Hunter tries to explain to Crosshair, forget the Empire. Come with us, we'll help you remove the inhibitor chip. The chip that controls his behavior. Well, guess what? Crosshair says, I had my chip removed a long time ago. And he says, this is who I am. That's a biggie right there. If he's telling the truth, his loyalty to the Empire was not because of his programming. It was because he chose to be loyal to the Empire. Chose to want to take down the bad match or chose to try to convince them to join the Empire. These are things he chose of his own free will. Hunter stuns Crosshair before Crosshair can shoot. Omega hugs Hunter. Hunter says, I'm sorry for bringing you back to Camino. He promised her they would never have to go back, but they did. They came back for Hunter. And Omega replies, you did the same for me. And then the, then the firing continues. And the focus city is destroyed. Our heroes try to escape. And they can't get to where they need to go. And they run back inside the building, and that's the end of the episode, Return to Camino. So that's it. 
that is the end of this episode. And what an episode. Like I said, the end of an era, some really big themes. You know, about loyalty, about choice, about friendship, about brainwashing in a way. You know, even though Crosshair is not, according to his statement, not biologically programmed to uh, obey the empire, he has chosen to believe the propaganda and be brainwashed into believing that the empire is the right choice. Pretty big. And then also at the end, they do not kill Hunter, or Crosshair, I should say. Hunter does not kill Crosshair. He stuns him because they do not want to leave him behind. Redemption for Crosshair? I don't know. Possibly in the next episode, he might lay down his life for them. Or they're going to have to kill him. I don't know. I don't really know what they're going to do in the next episode. It's Crosshair. Now, how are our heroes going to get out of this? Well, they'll probably escape back to that lab, but I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see where this ends next week. Or this Friday, I should say. And see where it goes. My name is Brennan Moore. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to a Bad Batch Breakdown of Return to Camino on Page Turners They Were Not. My Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.